Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. For today's broadcast, we're going back to a message we presented a year ago. And may the Lord bless it to your hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We're so glad that we have the privilege of coming to you today and to share with you from the Word of God. Let's pray. Gracious Father, make your Word live to us. Speak life through the words that we share. Let your Word bring conviction and comfort and consolation and, Lord, cause that people will open their lives to your gracious work of regeneration and of restoration. Lord, we thank you for your help. We pray for your intervention in the distress that we face with COVID-19. And for, Lord, the listeners who are already infected by this disease, we look to you for a healing touch. We pray for comfort and consolation for those who have lost loved ones. Give wisdom and direction to all the medical personnel and all the attending people and to the governments of the states and cities and counties, not here only in the United States, but all over the world. We give you praise and pray that your word now will have great impact in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, we discussed the verses of Acts in chapter 2 that were actually the first account of the early church meeting and functioning in that way that Jesus Christ said he would create a church, a gathering, a place for his own name. Recorded for us in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 18, are the words of the Lord Jesus. Peter had just proclaimed the very truth about the man Christ Jesus. Peter said of Jesus, Thou art the Christ, the Son of of the living God. Jesus responded that Peter had been given that revelation by the Holy Spirit's enlightening. Yes, this is he of whom the law and the prophets have spoken. He came in God's fully appointed time and he came to redeem the lost sons and daughters of Adam's fallen race. Let me quote the scripture. And I tell you that you are Peter, Jesus said, And on this rock I will build my church, my ecclesia, my place of gathering, my assembly, my garden plot. Oh, so many names are used to describe this miraculous thing that God began in Jesus Christ and is continuing in this, the 21st century. And Jesus said further, the gates of hell will not overcome this church. So, church member, child of the family of God, The church is all right. Circumstances will come and circumstances will go. But Jesus 
will remain the same. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. So my friend, if you're in Christ, you don't have to be concerned about what's happening in the world, except that you must be urgent in the proclamation of this good news. Jesus instructed the people who had embraced God's revelation of him, turn from the Mount of Ascension and await the filling of the Holy Spirit and to be witnesses for him. They were to proclaim that Jesus alone was God's redeeming arm, revealed to us, expressed through his life on earth, his death upon the cross and his glorious resurrection. Jesus was talking about being born again, being saved. Yes, I said that word, saved, that old-fashioned Bible expression that is accompanied with such words as born again. The same language the Roman God used to inquire after a life pleasing to God. He asked Paul and Silas and those who were with them, what must I do to be saved? In a first century world, that was used. It is, therefore, a first century word, and it's also a 21st century word. May I take the liberty of asking you right now, are you saved, saved by God's sovereign grace? Now let me be clear. I'm not asking whether you have been baptized or whether you are a church member or whether you do good deeds in the community. All those things are wonderful in their place. But none of these or a thousand other activities or philosophies can produce salvation, salvation from the penalty of sin. The work is reserved for the Savior who came to represent God and to identify with humanity's plight, the sin plight, I mean. To be saved is to know by faith that in our efforts we cannot please God. It is to know that God knows that we are not able to save ourselves, and so he sent his only begotten Son to be the substitute for you, for me, and he died to suffer in our place. The people of whom we read in Acts chapter 2, we read at last week, had come to that place of repentance and faith in Jesus Christ as Savior. You may become one of them today, right now. With that in mind, let's go back to our little passage in Acts chapter 2 and read some of it again. Verse 41 said, Those who accepted his message were baptized and about three thousand were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Last week I offered to send you a little book. In fact, it is a little Bible study guide on how to get started in your life as a new believer. It'll help you to better understand your life of faith in Christ, the life that these people in Acts chapter 2 began to, to live. Let us help you to better understand the steps that you must take as a new believer in Jesus Christ. Or if you're an old believer and want a refresher, the outlines in the book include being sure of your salvation. Number two, publicly declaring your faith in Christ. Three, sharing your faith in Jesus with others. Studying your Bible, learning to pray, 
being a part of a local gathering, a local church, trusting the Lord to direct your life. Those things are covered in this book that I want to send you. And I really, really do want you to have this, especially now during the COVID lockdown. It'll be a definite companion piece for you. And you'll be blessed more, more than I can describe. Here is how to get your copy. Write to me at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Let me repeat that. That's Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Or you may call the office at 352-622-1818. Ask for the book, A Growth Guide for New Believers. Because our aim is to reinforce the things that were paramount in the first Christian church, we will continue to read from our text in Acts chapter 2. If you've not memorized these three verses, I urge you, I urge you to try to do that. The Word of God has a way of working in our lives as we make it part of our memory bank. As it occupies space there, it'll work in our lives. If you have access to a Bible, do read along with me. If not, please listen carefully as I read what the Holy Spirit has given us to accept and embrace as our own. Again, it says, Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. And then it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers. In the King James Russian, it translates that they gladly, they that gladly received his word were baptized, and so on. What a heavenly outpouring. 3,000 people got saved. Yes, saved by the grace of God. Today I wish to engage your thoughts around the next thing that started on that day one of the church. Now what is that you say? Well, we read it just a moment ago. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching or the apostles' doctrine and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Today we won't get very far in covering all of them. In the King James Version it says they continued steadfastly. In other words, they were given to the task. They were driven in the task. Whichever language you prefer, the message is the same. They were totally engaged in their faith work. That, my friend, is the normal Christian life. Let me restate that, that it is the extraordinary path of following Jesus. This is the way of the cross. This is living out the commission of the Lord Jesus, our Lord and Master. Jesus wants us to follow him earnestly, enthusiastically, and he gives us the Holy Spirit to help us do that. It's only upon that kind of total commitment that we may be described as Christians, those people of whom we are reading in Acts 2 were not known as Christians. They had no title except followers of the way or followers of Jesus Christ. As they and those who followed the way of the cross lived out the Jesus kind of life, the gospel was at work in their lives and people saw it and they nicknamed them Christians. The good news was being lived out. There were show-and-tell religion. Wouldn't it be wonderful if your life and mine so reflected the beauty of the Lord Jesus that we didn't have to 
label ourselves Christian, but others seeing us live would find a name, find a title for us that would identify us as followers of Jesus Christ. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, God, help us to follow just like they did. Exactly how do we devote them? Did they devote themselves? Or do we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching? For starters, let's see what they did. They absorbed the basics of the faith, and they practiced the life of faith and of love and of fellowship. But there's more. Because the Lord knows that as long as we are here in this world of sin and live in these broken bodies and are faced with the temptations of a world at war with God, we would need reminders and instructions for the journey. That is where the Holy Scriptures come in. The doctrines and teachings of the apostles and those almighty God had left us. The Holy Spirit in his divine agency wants to activate them in our lives. So today I will encourage you to read the word of God. Read all the epistles. Study the instructions for that there for your learning and my learning and that we might express to the world by our lives that Jesus is alive and coming again. Oh, until next week at the same time, this is Audley McLean praying that you will embrace Jesus. And if you're a follower of Christ, but you have been slowing on your walk, backing off, well, be like these early Christians, earnestly, enthusiastically reconnect with the Lord Jesus. God grant it, for Jesus' sake. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Amen.